This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that movie? Oh, my God. (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy at the White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh, I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right. The path train's not too far, right? The path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's Eric. throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can't stand. Now on today's program, we start the blessed month of Snipes Giving with a ridiculous film starring Sean Connery and the great... Wesley Snipes. I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. This is Rising Sun on We Hate Movies. We hate movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, happy Snipesgiving, gentlemen. Thank you. Cut me a slice of that. Oh, yeah. And I should say this up front. Wesley Snipes is one of America's greatest treasures. Mm. He's a fucking awesome actor. And I don't want any of yous out there in listener land to take this Snipesgiving month to mean that we hate Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes fucking rules. My favorite tax evader. (laughs) (laughs) My absolute favorite of a whole bunch. Over Capone? Yeah, even so. (laughs) Over Over, Capone. Less less bodies on Snipes. Less bodies. I'd rather have sex with Wesley Snipes than Paul Manafort. Oh, guaranteed. That's an easy thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we're gonna be we're gonna be watching like five movies in a row, including our live show at uh, the Bell House coming up. That's on... right. We're back in Brooklyn now. Listen, this is the last tour date of 2017. Right. We've so, said that before, but this time it's for real. Yeah. This time we absolutely mean it. Uh, <laughs> no, we can, we're we... running out of days. <laughs> this was a surprise gig, man. They were like, "Hey, you want to come one last ride for 2017?" We were like, "Fuck yeah, Bell House, let's do it, mm-hmm. and let's do it with goddamn Blade Trinity." Absolutely. Uh, the Bell House Tickets are 15 bucks. Seven o'clock door. Seven thirty show. We're talking Blade Trinity live. Snipes giving taping. Now this Snipes giving taping is not live. We're in no. studio. We're talking Rising Sun uh, from a great year, actually, 1993. This film was directed by Philip Kaufman. Yeah, uh, he's made the best uh, 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 remake of um, Body Snatchers. Body Snatchers. Thank I, you. I almost Donald like it. Sutherland going. I- I might even say it's better than the seagull. It is. It is. I, I, it's it's, I, I, I it's really better than it. the original. I really like the original, but it's it's the one. That's the one. And the right stuff is amazing. Great movie. A little long. Great movie. Yes. Uh, now this movie, consequently, is it's a little long, but not very good at all. No, no. it's a dull. Michael Crichton movie, which I didn't know. Surprise Crichtoning. Oh, man. That guy sucks, right? Yeah. Well, he's at that point, right? We could say he sucked. You did Jurassic Park and Westworld, and that's it. Unless you're talking about dinosaurs. Unless you're in a theme park atmosphere, you (laughs) get him out of the theme park. (laughs) That's the only thing he knew how to do. Did he work at, like, an adventure land? Possibly. Maybe. Or a summer. The Andromeda strain ain't bad. I think he's just one of those dudes that was jealous he couldn't be a scientist. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's that, and uh, like anything that's not. He's also like he thinks he's smarter than just doing sci-fi. Like, no, dude, that's what you do, dude, man. Just yeah. the, you're really good at the it. thrillers with the twists and turns. That is not what you want out of Michael Crichton. Well, no. yeah, th- I mean he wanted to be a scientist with imagination. Yeah, like it, it, and no, all this, all this shit is stupid. <laughs> uh, we open on one of the single most disturbing karaoke videos I've ever seen in my life. Well, oh my first God. of all, we open on a gong noise because <laughs> it's a uh, rising sun, and that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert for the rest of this episode. There's a lot of fucking racist Asian stuff in this movie. It's and I'm not talking about Asians being racist. No. I'm talking about people being racist toward Asians, Asians, specifically Japanese people. Almost only just the Japanese. Which is fr- it is just the Japanese. Rising Sun, Colin, just the Japanese. But Sean Connery is talking about Japanese people like they were invented three years ago. It's like he's like trying to tell you what this new fad is it's oh called the Japanese. It's a primer. Yeah. Is what it is. He's giving you a primer on what you need to know about the Japanese. Everything you wanted to know about the Japanese, but were too afraid to ask. And now here's Burt Reynolds as a Japanese sperm. <laughs> Him and Woody Allen are gonna go running. Someone on our subreddit actually like posted like oh, this movie treats that uh, Japanese like an alien species, yeah, yeah. and it's true. It's, it's so un- it's insane. But, it's like but I've that's... been to the moon. I've met the Japanese. <laughs> that's not just this movie or this book, though, dude. This was the 1980s, where I'm presuming this movie or this book was written mm-hmm. that the movie's based on. Because like, remember in the 80s, man, it was like, oh my god, <sighs> ew, sushi, oh yeah. ew. Well, we were just so afraid of like Japanese culture and Japanese people coming in. And, just you make know. my video camera and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, it's it's like they're coming back around again as a uh, formidable, almost superpower, I guess. But yeah, oh, for sure. But Connery's talking about them to your point, Eric, about the moon. It's like 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 Kirk would talk about the Klingons. It's like, exactly. well, yeah. Ha- well, now you have to see that if a Japanese lowers his eyes to you, that means you have to lower your eyes to the Japanese. 
Yeah, it's it's exactly like it's actually any Star Trek captain it's explaining that, an alien culture. There's even a line. It's just like like no sudden movements now. <laughs> they take offense, and it's like, what are you talking? Because this about? fucking Mike, Michael Crichton motherfucker is just writing about T Rexes again. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. If you don't move, the Japanese can't see you. Oh no, that's a very special Japanese. When when he he can spit at you and paralyze you. Well, well it's so weird though because at one point Sean. Connery definitely says to Wesley Snipes in this movie, he's like, you're not in America. You're in the dark realm. And I was like, Jesus. what the fuck are you even talking Like, okay, man, you want to describe a world in where there are secret prostitutes and illicit sure. business. Sure, like, sure, sure. Fine. Just you don't refer to it as the dark world, man. Fucking Thor's not around. He said the shadow world. But oh, shadow. Same shit. But guess what? Okay, a secret world where there is uh, like members-only bars and clubs and secret prostitutes and drugs. Yeah. Welcome okay. to anywhere in the world. Exactly. Welcome to anywhere in the world. Welcome to fucking America. Especially Los New York Ange- with the mafia. Angeles, my God, Los, Los Angeles. Angeles, please. The secret I- sex clubs and whatnot. Uh, the the weird thing is, back to this karaoke video. Oh, this please. is what I'm talking about. It's, it's like it's a fake out. You think I th- I thought I rented the wrong movie. I was I, like, what's this fucking I, western? I, I, I had so- the same thing too. It was a real good fake out. I was like, oh. Fuck. I thought I rented like Red Sun or whatever that, oh, come that on. movie is. <laughs> I didn't know. So I'd never seen this movie before. Ditto. I'd never seen it. Ugh. And I didn't I didn't know the Crichton connection, know anything. I knew that the Sean Crichton Connery connection. and That's Wesley Snipes. Movie, yeah, it would be a good movie. That's the doc on him that'll come out. I just knew that, that Snipes and Connery were in this movie. I didn't have any other oh. context. So when it started, I was like, oh, fucking period piece? Oh, man. <laughs> See, I thought the same thing, except for I have seen this movie like 10 times because <laughs> of the sex scene. And it was on HBO all the time. Yeah. So I was like, I, I would, I would and that's have, like. Wait, I'm sorry. The sex scene in where the woman is slaughtered? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything oh, up yeah. until the, oh, everything. Wait, oh no, up. I didn't pause it in time. Oh, this is still in, getting me going. In Chris Cabin's defense, I was also attracted to that scene as a child. Yeah, yeah it's and 1993. Actually, you're like 12. I was having flashbacks watching this. I haven't seen this. <laughs> I haven't seen this since you know s- sitting in my fat boy shorts on a shag carpet in my parents' uh, living room. More like hot flashes, dude. Oh yeah, dude. It's a menopause and. <laughs> Whatever. I I mean, because yeah, I've yeah. seen this scene. I've seen that scene like at least twenty times. I could not tell you anything about the rest of the movie. <laughs> not a fucking thing. I couldn't say a thing about it. The eating eating sushi off of the naked women. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Also, oh, we'll that. get that, there. We'll get to all that. All that fun stuff. So what happens is it's this. It's like these dudes have kidnapped a woman and everybody's on horseback and this, that, and the other thing. A dog comes out. With a with a human hand in its mouth, yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh right, I forgot about that. So I was like, what is going on in this movie? I thought I was watching that uh, that uh, western made by uh, Ty West. No. Oh, uh, in the Valley of Violence. In yeah. the Valley of Violence, which is pretty good. So great. Really? I, I, I liked to, it. I didn't see I liked it. it. Right, in the I like it. It's, not, it's not bad. It's not great. Uh, but then, like, all of a sudden, someone starts singing "Don't Fence Me In," and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Mm-hmm. And then you see like the little subtitles. I was like, "Oh, it's a karaoke video, okay." But then immediately, I was like, "But what was with that fucking dog? <laughs> <laughs> what was what karaoke video? Karaoke videos are always like people at a party, people, people at like, a party, people at the beach, people on a fields, boat, yeah, fields yeah, of yeah, flowers, a lot, a lot of fucking meadows, cabin, <laughs> absolutely, but fireworks d- sometimes. A kidnapped woman in a fucking." <laughs> 
dog with a human hand in its mouth. What a, in the world? A cityscape awesome. occasionally. Uh, that's just, a karaoke bar that I'd love to get kicked out of. It's not just though. karaoke, though. It's Shang Tsung doing karaoke. Yes. I love that Shang Tsung is in this movie. What's the actor's name? Uh, his name is Kari uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa. That's, okay. that's He's what actually I have as well. pretty good in uh, uh, Man, Man in the in High Castle. Castle. He's great. He's a great actor. He's Castle. actually really good in this. Like it's a nice. He is see. good. He's actually really good in this. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the better actors in this movie. He's also one of the best actors in. He's. It makes me realize that he's the reason Mortal Kombat is worth watching. Like you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. Yeah. as Shang Tsung is really kind of great. He's an actual actor in that mm. movie. Uh, I was trying. To, I thought I liked him from something else. I'm not. Oh, he's in. He does a voice in uh, Kubo. Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember him. Break, he breaks. He's. I think he's the main villain in Showdown in Little Tokyo. I don't know. I never saw it. Dolph Lundgren and Brendan Lee, man. Oh, really? They team up and oh, they go shit. to fight. Is this before or after Brandon Lee got shot? <laughs> oh, is this before? Six months this was after. before, okay. you lunatic. Uh, so, uh, yeah. We're um, in this karaoke bar, it yes. turns out. He, uh, his lady friend is bored. Uh, you find out because it's 6.45 <laughs> in the morning. This has been going all night Boy, long. was I impressed. <laughs> Let me tell you what. This woman storms out. She's like, I like to have fun or whatever. Yeah. And this dude's like singing with his bro up on stage and everything. And she does like the, the open the door and it's sunlight. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it just says like in total X-Files font, by uh. the way. Uh, uh, you know, Los Angeles, whatever the date is, six forty-three a.m. I was like, fucking six forty-three. They are well, way too well composed mm-hmm. for a six forty-three a.m. Yeah, reveal. That's actually true. Yeah, yeah, he's performing way too competently for quarter to seven. <laughs> I mean, quarter to seven, time, you're, you're you're returning songs. Yeah. <laughs> Cabin and I closed down a bar in Brooklyn several years ago, and we got kicked out. We were drinking like gin and tonics and playing fucking Connect Four. You remember this, yes, Cabin? Yes, and you asked for... I asked one for the road, you know. <laughs> I was like, I promise I'll chug it, and they kicked us out. And I was like, this is bullshit, Cabin. Let's go find an after-hours bar. And Chris opened the door, and we got punched in the face with the sunlight. And I was like, what? And I looked. It was 6.30 in the morning. Wow. We went like- home and went to sleep. Yeah. That's the right. But so that's it's so impressive. But then we cut to this business meeting that's happening at the same time, more or less. And I'm like, uh oh, it's that Michael Crichton early morning business meeting shit. Just like in uh, what's what do you call it? Who's having a meeting? And they're like, they're finishing disclosure. Yeah, disclosure. They're finishing a meeting at 6.43. What time did this start? <laughs> it's a big one, so it must have been like five. Yeah. Am I sleeping at the office now? <laughs> yes. Is that what needs to happen? You have to. I mean, that that's a bone-chilling that's, time for that's, meetings. It's like that cut. or you're going to bed at 7, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Earlier, like, this is... 6 cut, p.m.? This is cutthroat business world, like, yeah. and that's always with Crichton shit. Yeah. Uh, so this business meeting is going south. We have two Seinfeld uh, character actors in this scene. One is the dude uh, who played Crazy Joe Devola. Oh, very and, nice. Uh, the other dude is the guy who was the TV guide dude who Sam later beca- he became uh, Elaine's mannequin guy. He's also on Scrubs. He's the he was the lawyer on Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the two of these dudes trying to like negotiate this meeting with like this huge Japanese firm. But they're whispering at the table. They're like, I don't think we want to do this. Yeah, I know. And then like the idea is like the Japanese firm is so underhanded and shitty that they're taping this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And like 
signaling yeah. to each other. And like, also, they know so much about cameras. <laughs> they know so much God about cameras. Damn. There. Yeah, they, apparently they added two more to this room just Ooh. to spy on uh, the negotiation tactics. Cameras find a way. Right. <laughs> In Michael Crichton's universe, cameras find a way. Well, they've got this room wired for sound, man, and then there's a security guard who's like, whispering in the ear of one of the other guys at the other side of the table, like, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. This is going great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even that underhanded. You're at the table. All someone needs to do is perk their ears up. You're because... two and a half feet away from somebody. Yes, exactly. It's quite rude, to be quite honest. It's so stupid. And for some reason, a lot of this all, this whole business deal lives or dies by the vote of the U.S. Senate? Sure. Because I guess it's a big enough merger, or, so, or or I think they talk about how it's like, oh, it's a foreign corporation, That's so the government has this, to oversee I mean, this. The, 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 when the book came out, Crichton got a lot of shit for oh, essentially really? being like, Japanese are evil. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. It's essentially in the book oh. as well. Um, and so that I think that was the underlining thing with all of this shit. Yeah, so, it's like, don't, don't sell America's future away, guys. Right. <laughs> America Especially first. Not. I've, been, I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, you have been. I've known you a long time, and the first day I met you, you said that. <laughs> but it's like a it's like a microchip company. Yes. It's an Micro American con. Microcon American <laughs> Sorry, <that's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> microchip company that is uh, in the process of, I guess, about to be bought out by this Japanese firm. And yes, right, this uh, huge conglomerate it would seem. And this senator, by the way, is played by Ray Wise. Woo! Which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Good to see him in a movie. A spectacular mullet in this movie. Oh, yes. yeah. Although it's what I will call a giveaway mullet. And Meaning? We'll get, we'll get to that uh, yeah. when the time comes. Oh, okay. oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. But it's a total I'm, giveaway mullet. <laughs> I, but I will. I love oh, Ray Wise. a mullet you'd get like a party like you, 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 on your way out. Like, oh, here, here's a mullet. Oh, thanks, thanks for coming. For coming. At, at, uh, at the Oscar party. <laughs> we got a bag full of airplane bottles of Smirnoff and a mullet wig. <laughs> these are uh, mullets by Agnes B. She, uh, she, she made these all for you. Uh, this whole uh, deal, by the way, going down in a Nakamoto Tower, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little too close to Nakatomi Tower. A little too mm. close. That motherfucker read that book that Die Hard was based on? <laughs> Is there a Nakatomi in the book? Oh, I, don't I, I, I don't Chris Cabin, get reading. <laughs> Whatever that book is that Die Hard's based on, it's surprisingly. A, it's, like, it's like like John... Lady Chatterley's Lover. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it's called. <laughs> anyway, I just find that funny. It's in Los John Angeles. John Cheever's The Falconer is what it is. Oh, yes, yes that's, exactly what I'm, well, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yes, I loved him. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> oh, that old ant is the best part of that episode. Um, so it takes us 11 minutes to cut to Wesley Snipes, which is just <sighs> a fucking cinema sin. It really is. He uh, gets a call from his captain. It's 11 minutes to find out Wesley Snipes in this movie. And it's also 11 minutes to find out this movie is a framing narrative. Like it's just, oh right yeah like we, we I hate that uh, and <laughs> I hate when we catch back up to it it's fucking dumb and useless it makes it makes no difference on the outcome of this movie that None. that has to be the first thirty seconds of your movie is you know it's a framing narrative you can't have like twelve minutes of footage and yeah. then like and then do the framing narrative and then start the movie over and then we get to that framing narrative not that long into this fucking it's, insane running I, I time. Mean, that's the thing. It's almost exactly as long as Star Wars. And like, 
Frank it's longer than it's Star longer. Wars. It's yeah. longer. It's this movie is okay. two hours and nine minutes. It's six minutes mm-hmm. longer than six Star minutes. Wars. Okay, six whole minutes. You know what? You could cut out that shit. Yeah. That doesn't matter, right? And I love him. I love Ray Wise. Yeah. You also, could cut all of his shit out. Dude, honestly, Han yeah. Solo doesn't need to step over Jabba the Hutt in this movie either. <laughs> cut that out. Oh no, I love that part when they put that back in. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's weird. This framing device is Wesley Snipes being interrogated by a police captain. Played by another Seinfeld bit actor, the dude who played Mr. Kruger. Uh, Daniel Von Bargen. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, R.I.P. Uh, so he's questioning Wesley Snipes, and like because apparently like something went down, like the operation went wrong. I think what, what went down is somebody saw Basic Instinct the week before. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of, just like everyone's smoking in this thing. Steve was, Buscemi's in that room for got, some reason. We gotta yeah. fix the script. I saw Basic Instinct. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then Wesley Show S- Wayne Knight your crotch. Yeah, Wesley Snipes does the whole like cross of the legs. And, <laughs> wow. I wish. Uh, speaking of, uh, do you know that Michael Crichton walked from this project because Wesley Snipes was cast because it's supposed to be a white gentleman yeah. yeah he was bummed that there was a black dude in this movie mm-hmm. like who could again by the way michael crichton sucks yes <laughs> that alone that and sphere that <laughs> those those two things alone i did you not talk about sphere we will probably do sphere one day but i will but it's your favorite movie it's one of my favorite movies dustin hoffman's screaming like a baby for 87 <laughs> minutes or however is, terribly long that movie is that is. one before or below uh, x2 on the list of the greatest movies ever made for oh it's, it's, it's right underneath that. okay, okay that's so, oh, so it's right at the bottom <laughs> Okay. Real style uh, file here. So we cut to this office party, and we're celebrating. I guess that this merger is probably going to happen, even oh, though sure. they have not sealed the deal. So, like, I feel like you're putting the cart before the horse here. I mean, this, you want to talk about this shit with the Japanese shit. So the opening is Sam Lloyd and Crazy Joe Davola are going into this, uh, into this. Oh, uh, into the party. Into with the, the with, party. With the wives. Two minutes of footage spent telling you four times you have to bow to the Japanese. Oh, Absolutely man. right. The it, fuck? Bow if you're bowed to and bow as long as they bow to you. You hear it like fucking four times in two minutes. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, these dudes are characters in this movie. Not so fast, no. viewer. These Japanese businessmen are showing off their, their culture and all that. And we do the same thing. Like whenever we have a meeting in the United States, it's all mm. cowboys and lasso shows. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> It's uh, it's just a little much. It's Confederate statues it, left oh, and right. Exactly. It, you're fucking grabbing pussies, dude. It's Rob, everything yeah, America exactly. stands like for. You, everything. You, first time you greet someone from another country, you immediately say Robert E. Lee did nothing wrong. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's important. And Instead of saying hello, you have to say that. And that's that. It's like, yeah. can it just be a party at this office? My God. No, it cannot. So we cut to uh, two people making out. Uh, it's, it's the same. It's the lady from before and what we are meant to believe. And I'm going to just call him Shang Sun because that's, that's what I know him as. He's, he's my favorite actor. Well, he's sure. Eddie, Eddie Sakamoto. Eddie, Eddie Sakamura. Yes. Uh, and would you believe to be Eddie Sakamura? Uh, and he starts going down on her. And this is when I know that it's not... Eddie Sakamura, because if he goes down on somebody, he has to say, It has begun! <laughs> Before he does. You're yeah. right, total dead giveaway. <laughs> yes. yeah. Is that oh. how he gets the soul out? <laughs> oh my God. I have to remove your soul through oral sex. Man, woman, or beast, let's oh. do it. Shang Tsung wins for fatality. <laughs> ah. I'm just glad he took off the skull helmet before he did it. 
and it's crazy, dude, because I'm watching this movie and I was like, of course this is Michael Crichton. There's so, a scene that, with oral in it. <laughs> was that Shao Kahn with the skull helmet? I thought yeah, that's he, Shao Kahn. Yeah, that's okay. Shao Kahn. Oh, wait, yeah. no, yeah, he got the little fisherman's outfit. Yeah, the little fisherman hat. Yeah. Fisherman hat in part two. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's what that was the, what the joke should have been. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I but, just wanted to stop. I just stopped the tweet. There you go. Nice. Uh, future tweets. Future crimes. <laughs> but exactly. that's when I was sniping tweets from the trees, man. Exactly. Dude. I just imagine Eric at like a Minority Report board. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah, no, like, they're gonna they're tweet, gonna catch that deck. one. <laughs> they're gonna catch it. They're gonna catch it. But this is where I'm talking about that fucking giveaway mullet, dude. Because yes. this whole thing is mm-hmm. like, oh. Eddie Sakamura mm. murdered this woman. He yes. strangled her to death. Because they're having choke sex. He goes, yeah. he goes down under the knee, and then they do like some choke sex. Choking yeah. out, man. I know mm. it makes me hard. And so Whoa. what happens is... TMI. So this woman's murdered. No, it's just enough information. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a tease. J-E-I, actually. <laughs> Because this woman is murdered, right. and they're like, this dude did it, and all this movie is is you looking at the security footage, and I'm taking one fucking look at that mullet, dude, and I'm like, this guy is innocent. It's definitely Ray Wise. He's the only dude in the mur- in the movie with a mullet. I mean, uh, uh, Eddie Sacramento's got a slight power mullet, That's... but it's this this is very clearly a Seinfeldian fucking lion yeah, mane. Yeah. Yes, you know, it's I a mane, say, exactly. It was just really nice to see Leland Palmer strangle someone that wasn't his daughter. <laughs> that is nice. It's very clear that's why he got this role because he right. does like more Leland Palmer stuff later in the movie too. <laughs> You're totally right. No, it was clearly a white man's mullet, and like I <laughs> yes. don't I, like this. The whole scene, and this is the whole movie, is them trying to figure this out. Oh, this is the so, kernel. It's so st- you it's, can't. It's, you got to look this. at the pixels first. Yes, Chris. of course. That's, it's very important. That's look incredibly pixels. important. Um, so we go. Uh, it's Wesley Snipes in the rain. Uh, he, he's been called to this to the scene. He's like a, a liaison for the, this part of the town, and he like he's you know he's he's like learning Japanese, and he knows enough about Jap- Japanese culture, but. He has to pick up the one man that knows more than him. He's the oh, he's yeah. the whitest Japanese man that's ever Japaneseed before. I'll introduce him as executive producer Sean Connery. <laughs> and man, do you know the executive producer? Are you Garrett? John Connor, dude? John, John Connor, Connor. Captain, f- Captain. Fucking John kidding Connor. me! <laughs> Outrageous. You'll- I don't know when this book came out. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, look. You're not changing. I don't care what movies were in cinemas with John Connors. I'm Michael Crichton. He's John Connor. You're already getting a black guy in my movie. You're not changing my lead character's cool name. I'm going to go home and take a shower. <laughs> Dude, he must have been really pissed in that scene later when uh, they drive into the neighborhood and there's a bunch of black dudes and, and Wesley Snipes is like, Hey guys, can you distract this uh, fucking car full of gangsters for me? Yeah. Because there's like. I think at the very least ten black men in that scene. Mm-hmm. He must have thrown up, and none of them have cigarettes on the, in their mouth, saying "Hold on to your butts." <laughs> yeah, none of them die by Velociraptor. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't oh, wait, you hired Sam Jackson for this movie? Quick rewrite. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember what happened in the book, but hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Last time we see him, it's a fucking dismembered hand. You know the 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 the, uh, the, the Japanese are going to beat us to the dinosaurs. That's what I'm worried about. Oh, <laughs> the dinosaur cloning capability of the Japanese. So of course, Sean Connery, being this fucking amazing Japanophile that he is, lives above a Japanese fish market. Uh-huh. Oh God! 
And like uh, he Wesley Snipes comes into his apartment, he's like, "Take your shoes off," and like everyone's like, "Whoa, that's so weird." It's like not really. That's like <laughs> yeah. kind of just polite in general. It's also like you're late, and it's and he's like, he's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm sorry." No, be on time. <laughs> I, as a Japanese, am very <laughs> punctual. That's basically yes. what this movie is. Mm. I, yeah. as a Japanese person, mm. am he, whatever. He's well actuallying Wesley Snipes the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> that's every, his, that, everything. That's his entire role. Well, that every 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 line is just him being like, "I'm." He's right in every situation. You so much of this movie is miss. Like this is the Snipes giving. I want to see Wesley Snipes fucking karate kick somebody. Yeah, that doesn't happen until two hours into this movie. Yeah, it's the very end, and it's a, it's amazing because it's the. Classic Andrew Jupin realization of, oh yeah, Wesley Snipes knows martial arts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Which he definitely does. But whenever he breaks it out in a movie, I'm like, oh yeah. Because well, he's that's. I mean, we're doing Snipes given, so we can talk about it. Like that's what makes Wesley Snipes such a rare talent. He's a really good uh, physical actor that could do like action shit. Yeah. But it's actually an actor like that can read stuff and like mm-hmm. do things. Yeah. <laughs> that can read stuff and, and do things. things. Yeah. It's a good performance. No, but like, I mean, like, look at fucking. That's the Stanislavski uh, <laughs> yeah, tradition. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> First you read stuff, stuff <laughs> then you do things. To Wesley Snipes' credit, I was watching this movie, getting re- re- somewhat wrapped up into the plot and getting bored by it. And then <laughs> you're right. Like, I was like, oh shit, yeah, we- that guy is Wesley Snipes. Here we go. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And, it, you know, 11 minutes, finally, you're paying attention to this movie, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to the uh, the tower, the crime scene, and they're met with uh, the <sighs> racist character, which is Harvey Keitel. Yes, oh, good old Harv. I'm going to give this guy the best lines. <laughs> yeah, he represents Crichton. He re- represents uh, F- Philip uh, Kaufman there. He represents everyone involved in the movie. <laughs> I, I compromised with that Spielberg, and I, ha- I had to kill the best character, Wayne Knight's character, the best of all the characters. He made me kill him. Along with Samuel L. Jackson. It was a bundle deal. So, Keitel, like, what, a year after Reservoir Dogs is in this movie, just yeah. slumming it going. Oh, both him and Slur, 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 slur. Slurring it up. Like, in every joke, like, every, the, all insane. your uncle's jokes, all of yeah. them in one performance. <laughs> Guess what? I've already heard them already. And, like, you're supposed to be like, wow, what a bad guy. But, like, in this movie, you're like, but yeah, it's already too much. I don't think this movie treats that as, yeah, such a bad guy. Because, honestly, this movie deals with, like, the anti-Asian stuff as a huge shoulder shrug. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, yeah. he's saying shit, but I mean, Asians. we're all thinking about it. Yeah. Harvey Keitel in this movie is very much America first. Yeah. It's all... I'm serious. <laughs> he's like, got blonde hair and everything, too. Oh, you stole it right out of my mouth. What the fuck is that about? Dude, it, he looks fucking dumb. Talk about cultural appropriation. <laughs> he looks so stupid in this movie. But when they're walking into the crime scene, so you got Keitel, Wesley Snipes, and Sean Connery, and I was playing the classic game of who the fuck is tallest? <laughs> Bec- I mean, it's how tall is anybody? Because you got I'm executive Keitel. producer. Put me on stilts. He <laughs> might be, or it's just... Wesley Snipes is a lot shorter than I thought he was, and then Harvey Keitel is way shorter than that. Harvey Keitel's a short man. All right, Keitel, rock on your knees. Put the <laughs> shoes under his knees. Connery is towering over Wesley Snipes in this movie. I should shoot me. It's, he's got like a foot and a half well, on him Well, that's the almost. thing is he's got all the money he's putting into the movie is under his feet, and he's walking on them that way. And then when it's all over, they can oh. have it. He's got it's this like a saw. <laughs> he's got this pre-dust till dawn 
Sean Caesar haircut in this movie Connery it's does. Great. Oh, dude, yeah. and the beard the beard is a little like trimmed to be like a little sharp in the front. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. <laughs> I love everything about this. And he's swimming in that fucking suit. So it's he, amazing. Oh, he's so he's Holy like, shit. And the idea is like, all right, Wesley Snipes, you idiot. You're going to fuck this up because you don't know how to speak with the Japanese. So when you fuck up, you <laughs> shut up, and then I'm going to come in and shave the dick. And then he's like, I'm your shampai. Oh yeah, yeah this is you're, you're you're below me, you see. It's kompai. Yeah, kompai. Oh, and he's just calling kompai kompai the whole time. Hey, kompai. And Snipes is like, "Are you referring to like a master slave situation?" No, don't don't go there with your rap video yeah. culture. He's like, "Hey, now don't black this up for me. We're talking about the Japanese here. The Japanese aren't used to your fragmented rap culture." That's the line. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, oh he's but it's something also because he snakes in MTV. Hey, Philip, there. keep rolling. I've got it. <laughs> Let me take this one for a walk. <laughs> How suggestion? Hey, I need a suggestion from the audience. Black guy, got it. Hey, Philip, how much film you got in that camera? Because I'm just going to fucking go. So they get in there and, like, basically, like, um, he strikes out. Uh, Snipes strikes out with the first guy. And then what is the line here that that uh, when fucking he's barking? Uh Oh, when he yells at like the uh... don't you fuck with me, <laughs> <laughs> mug shots for all these men. Like, yeah, because O'Connor's brought into this investigation yeah. as because he knows Japanese culture, because I guess. He can, Even though he, he can was, yell the best, he was I like guess. suspended off the force for being like a fucking not a team player. I yeah, guess they say something like that. Both his character and Wesley Snipes' character. I want like the prequel movies of sure, both yeah. of them because they sound way more interesting than this movie. He certainly like, he was like doing some King of Los Angeles shit before this. <laughs> and, and like in this scene where he's just like, I'm just doing it to to uh, you like to cost this guy face or whatever. I'm gonna yes. shave his face or whatever. And he's playing the role of crazy guy gene, so he's gonna make a scene yes. in order for this guy to give up the names instead of Making it a bigger production than Ish- it has to Ishigara, be. I think, is the the man that ends up. He's he's a pretty big character. The guy, yeah, he's got the mustache. Yeah, the mustache yeah. He's dealing with, uh, yeah. and yeah, and he's. It, don't you fuck with me. It is. <laughs> it so, is, it is real... said so perfectly. <laughs> I cannot express this enough. If you did it pretty drop, well. Drop. And <laughs> also, when Connery says "crazy gaijing," he's also doing air guns. <laughs> yes, which is also saying something perfectly. That's true. And yeah, so like basically we go through this crime scene um, and it's we're basic instincting around. Like we talk about choke sex a little bit and everyone's mm-hmm. like, what? Choke <laughs> sex? Huh? Hey, huh? We got to explain like that whole thing for yeah. the audience because, sexual you know, asphyxiation or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Har- you know, Harvey Keitel makes five jokes about sushi. Something being like sushi. He definitely oh, no, it's yells, a dead, oh, but it's the dead body. Yes. She's sitting there like a piece of sushi on the table. I I'm mean, like, they didn't even have the common courtesy to cook her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is. She's laying on the the table like a piece of sushi. In this scene, he yells at somebody to please speak American. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then at another point, someone walks in with leftovers from this party and says, "Like, hey, chief, you want some sushi?" And he goes. No, if I want mercury, I'll eat a thermometer. <laughs> I would love the stinger scene of just Harvey Keitel eating thermometers. <laughs> 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 
like <laughs> snapping them open and just like chugging the mercury, mm, just noshing on the glass, like man. Pixie sticks. Good uh, double feature with Werner Herzog eats his shoe. Oh, Harvey's, totally. Uh, Harvey Keitel eats his thermometers. <laughs> this isn't going down so well. <laughs> Uh, so they get a lead or something, something. We wind up, or no, this is, we're still investigating this office. They open a door and it's like a sex room. Yeah. To which Wesley Snipes is so impressed and he goes, yeah, an executive fuck chamber. (laughs) Great line, Crichton. (laughs) Uh, we wind up, uh, going to, uh, Sakamura's like, basically that's where he keeps his, 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 like she, she was living with him. Oh, by the way, there's so much like weird shit about like, you Japanese men might have sex with our, our quote unquote, our women because, like, right? Three what? Some people, like, three different people come up and, like, oh, yeah, all, everyone comes over here and want to fuck a Rose Bowl queen. It's like, uh, yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Thank so, you for that. Yeah, is that a Pasadena reference? Or? <laughs> she, she lives in, like, an apartment building for a quote unquote cat women. It's also, like, kind of prostitution. And we're kind of going. It's definitely just a prostitution. Yeah, yes. Yes. a prostitution like apartment complex. I think or something. There, somebody throws around the geisha thing. Yeah. Anybody notice uh, this threesome scene that kind of happens? Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. No, so it's, it's two women and a guy, and like they're kind of looking, and they're they're closing the door to let you know they're about to have a threesome. But they're playing Love Shack. Like <laughs> Love Shack is you playing. You will be laughed out of a threesome if you put on fucking the B fifty twos. You'll be laughed out of a threesome. I uh, well, I don't know. Threesome to Rock Lobster, maybe. <laughs> yes. Channel Z, maybe. But. Threesome to Love Shack. That is so yeah. on the nose. You're literally in a Love Shack right now. That's stupid. Love Shack, baby. I like, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Blair and my song in the whorehouse's PA. <laughs> This song was written for prostitutes. <laughs> Why would you play that? You're ruining the atmosphere. It's a fuck motel. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really weird. And they close the door and it's just like, will you please leave us to our B-52s now? We're going to fuck to the dulcet tones of Mr. Fred Schneider. Are you, are you sure you don't want to put on like some SOS band? No, maybe? no, I'm fucking you to Fred Schneider, man. <laughs> oh, man. I paid for this time. Dude, it's, some it's, Chaka Khan, maybe. I did, I did hear this guy was a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's a fucking safe word to turn off the B-52s? <laughs> Something that comes to nothing in this movie, I was just reminded of, it has nothing to do with this prostitution scene. Tamara Tooney is in this movie. She, Law and Order franchises Tamara Tooney. All of her dialogue's off screen. Off screen. But she's also Wesley Snipes' ex-wife. Sure. Yes. She's seen at this party on the security footage, which is like, wow, dude, your ex-wife's at this party where a murder happened. Presumably you'll interact with her at some point. Nope. 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 You hear from her on like a voicemail well, and like a fucking like speakerphone, and I'm, that's it. I'm sure she was all over the original five hour cut. <laughs> well, sure ex- I've heard it's excellent. I've heard it's excellent. Five it's, hours, as good as the right stuff. That the right stuff might be that long for all I remember. Right stuff's no. like three and a half, three. Peter, you got to cut it down to two oh nine. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about tomato tuna. <laughs> Go to the fucking grocery store or whatever. Cut a minute of my footage. You're out. And you know what the Goro scene has to go to? You know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Goro. This ain't a movie for monsters. (laughs) 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 Security. Security. (laughs) (laughs) So at this fuckplex, they meet this woman named Julia who's like, 
oh, I was good friends with the murdered girl. Yeah. Uh, let me give you some information. And as this woman starts detailing everything, Philip Kaufman's camera takes a tilt down, and you're just staring at this woman's crotch while she's giving all this information to Wesley Snipes. It's Wesley Snipes is a kind of a creep in this movie, but it never comes to anything. Like He doesn't act on it. The, no, it's this Not scene, and then, the last, and the last scene, yes. is, he comes off as very creepy. Well, originally, Philip Kaufman did want to remake Kids, uh, <laughs> so this, I mean, this does make sense. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Somebody gave me HIV, and I'm going to find out who. <laughs> Put that skateboard down. <laughs> Your name's not Casper. <laughs> hey, Chloe Sevigny. Isn't it great skipping school? <laughs> Let me get on the skateboard. <laughs> I like hip-hop music, All too. Right. The first scene will be me and a, me uh, trying to convince my partner to have sex with me without a condom. <laughs> Eight minutes long, one take. Larry, Larry, am I good? Am I good in here? Larry Clark is a misunderstood genius. Do you have my bodice in full here? <laughs> so they go to some house party. I mean, this is it's this crazy thing where it takes so long to do so much in this movie. I started thinking, like, is this movie going to take place all in one night? Yep. But I really thought that's what was happening because this murder investigation is going on at the office. They're at the crime scene. It's all a productive night. And then it's like, okay... Uh, now we bring in this woman and she's going to like tell us everything that mm. she's finding on the body. By the way, another Seinfeld character actor. You catch this woman? The woman who's doing like the rape kid on the corpse? Yes. Oh, right. Uh, she's the I woman. I did not catch the woman. She plays uh, the the Korean woman at the nail salon that Frank Costanza had the relationship with. Dude, this yes. is just Seinfeld. It's crazy. Whole, Seinfeld. This whole, they just whole kept, movie. They kept popping out. <laughs> But then, so after all of that, they're like, all right, here's the next lead. Let's go to this house party where Shang Soon, Ray Wise, and like all of these babes are hanging out. And the single most hilarious security guard duo I've ever seen in my life, Gary and Jeff. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is awesome. This dude, Gary, and he's just like, well, you can't come in here, fellas. There's a strict guest list. And this guy's delivering these lines mm -hmm. like very flatly. And Sean Connery punches this dude in the throat. It's awesome. It's a trailer line because he's like, I'm a, I'm a six degree, degree black belt. And Sean Connery goes, well, of course you are, dear. And he like <laughs> chops his neck because he's like the best fighter that ever lived. <laughs> I guess, well, the best throat poker. <laughs> at least. It's like a flapper poker. It's like a flapper party inside. It's, oh, like, it's crazy because, yeah, they cut to the inside and Shang Tsung's dancing with these babes and it's like. <laughs> he's a real song and dance man. Well, the gold diggers are 93. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they pan over to Ray Wise and he's got like kind of uh, his wife is paralyzed and like this is an of, odd detail that probably works for a book but you can leave this I out think of that a movie. this is the idea of like oh he has sex with other women so there might be an arrangement situation going on because he's like huh honey remember when we used it we used to dance like that and it's like yeah I'm paralyzed I, I'm I mean I don't know don't remind somebody of when they used to be able to dance Ray wise and why are you at this coke party I, like, you know, I what, think he's playing uh, what uh, uh, Edwards 
Uh, Carrie, oh, John, John Edwards, John Edwards, right? and Ray Wise as John Edwards. <laughs> I mean, it was the same story, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just it's John Edwards didn't blow his own head off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, spoiler alert. Uh oh, I hope you watched Rising Sun. <laughs> I really, I hope you didn't. I really hope you didn't. Uh, and so they they bust into this party. Uh, they, then Eddie Sekimura comes out. Basically, he's like, oh, you know, I I didn't do it. Is this when he gives them the first of many laser discs? Oh, mini CDs? Oh, from yeah. um, from the gizmo? Oh, the, we got the, 15 full fucking minutes. But dude, the fucking gizmo in that scene, st- to go back in time a little bit, in the uh, in the tower, they go to the security room, and they're talking to the guy who runs the security and all the cameras, and it's like, ah, oh, but that... Like, they're all in a loop. Yeah. Like yes. a 10-hour ten, ten loop, but but the ones they need are Just only started two, two hours, hours ago, ago yeah. and it's this whole thing. But it's like, but then Sean Connery notices there's a security camera in the security camera room in the vent. Oh, yeah. right. But the gizmo was referring to the joystick. The joystick is magical. Because oh, like, yeah. oh, the gizmo's okay. Yeah, I'll push it forward. <laughs> now it's got a little bandana on. <laughs> Let me wrap my fingers around this gizmo. Uh, uh, Corey? Don't uh, feed it after midnight. <laughs> Corey, you're assistant director, and we told you not to zoom. And you're supposed to be doing pickup <laughs> shots for security footage just really like that zoom that's all I thought that zoom looked okay. pretty well now hot. we're gonna have to write it into the movie thing. I guess <laughs> okay I don't know oh, we, we should mention there are our irises in and out star wipes and all sorts Dude, of I don't know what's going on <laughs> Philip Kaufman the Star Wars wipes in this movie exactly. are outrageous the fl- they're fucking outrageous I think I saw a superstar destroyer over in Los Angeles in this movie <laughs> So they they they're like he says to them like all right I have like some information for you or whatever you got to come by my place or something like that you because know they take his a, passport you know yeah you know immediately he's a red herring you know what I mean like you know yeah. immediately he's a red herring he's not only guy. because this movie's two hours and nine minutes and we're about only thirty seven minutes yes. into this movie so it's like wow well, we can't have things wrapped up that fast. Mm. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. Um, but then they wind up going to this dude's house later, Eddie Sakamura's house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they they get the security footage. They get they, the security footage. Right. They watch it with Harvey Keitel. And, yes. in, and like, you know, you do see this Seinfeldian power mullet. But uh, in the reflection, you do see for a second Sakamura, like, that's it. We got him. He's the right. one who killed her. So they go, they do a raid on his house. Uh, Sean Connery's like, I'm going to bed. It's fucking late. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, it's Snipes and Keitel. And they put their fucking vests on when they get there. I always hate that in movies. It's like, <laughs> no, you do that in the car or before. Well, shit, man. You want to ride in the car with a bulletproof vest on? That's annoying. I guess so. Well, why would you want to have like a big, if he got shot, why would you want to have a big dramatic reveal that he actually uh... had a, why would you want to do something like that? Why not, why <laughs> right. not just like why not kill just all def- tension? Deflate that yeah. immediately. Please. Immediately. Why, why? Let me know that a bullet will not harm this man in this upcoming He's scene. essentially. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So they, good. This is when uh, uh, Sakamura is. It's not just the eating sushi off no. of a woman. This part is downright disgusting. This is pornography. <laughs> I am watching pornography, and this, this is, what... is not pornography. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> How is this pornography? He's sucking on nipples in this scene, yeah. dipping it in sake. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the nipples. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the difference. I, mean, it's uh, just, I don't know. What am I watching? <laughs> filth like Twenty One Grams, <laughs> where Sean Penn and Naomi Watts. Yeah, well, that's another sexy sex. Scene. Hey, Philip, can I not be in the scene? But I'm coming anyway. <laughs> I think I'm I'll just gonna... show up case anyone needs me on shit. I'm an executive producer. It's my fucking money. Do you think that's why he was like, oh, turns out there's some nipple sucking in this screenplay. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, I'm not in the scene at all. Well, maybe an executive producer could be on set for it. <laughs> what? Why, been, why don't uh, you just dress me up in one of those SWAT outfits? I can be one of the people <laughs> in the... You know, I, I, you don't have to pay me any extra. Oh, and and my, he's doing it pro bono. My character now likes to golf. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, yeah, I, my, yes, I'm an actor, but I'm also an executive producer, so the executive producer will have a cameo as a SWAT member. <laughs> <laughs> the actor is the actor, totally different different guy <laughs> and so yeah it's outrageous he's eating sushi off one woman he takes he fills up a little cup of sake and dips this woman's nipple in it and he just starts sucking he's about to put the b-52s on so it's exactly really gonna get sexy. we're talking about like we're focused in on the breasts for a little bit and yeah. then sure. we get we get the dip we get the liquid we get the wetness <laughs> then we get the tongue coming in oh this sure is, this is a, this is a 
this is a little like, time. This we, goes a little, little long. Eric, when you were watching this, did you have to like pause it and run to church? I <laughs> no, I wore out the Amazon stream. <laughs> like there was somehow tracking, <laughs> somehow tracking errors. I don't know how that happens. I was gonna it's, say, it's, it's a real Canon Films touch, and yeah. I, I, I really did wonder if they had this before they went under. So they raid, and for some reason, these ladies are like, I, I, "We'll live or die for Eddie Sakamura." Well, we'll like jump in front of fucking armed policemen. Just one. The, yeah. the sushi table just lays there, cooperating. <laughs> The other woman jumps on Wesley, snipes back, and is like screaming. I thought she was going to try to cut his throat or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it's for real. And it's fucking hilarious. One of the best exchanges in the movie is he kind of, he just like gets this woman off of him and he goes, I'm a police officer. And she goes, You're a piece of shit. <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that was her fantasy for years. It's like, finally, the whole sake thing is yep. gonna happen. Like, we talked about it. I've got this sake nip dip, man. <laughs> it's right there. Last weekend, the store was closed. This weekend, we have it. I've been waiting for this for fucking months. <laughs> uh, so then we get a little bit of a car chase uh, where Mr. Nakamura runs into, like, a... Sakamura. Bar- Sakamura, huh? excuse me. Runs into a barricade and that car just goes up. It just explodes. Just man. goes right up. I, but look like a false flag to me. Like how could it blow up so easy? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm and, and his corpse is b- burned beyond recognition. Like they can't even get like dental records out of this <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh no, yeah. man, no Come way. On, well, apparently the LAPD wants this case closed. Gentlemen. Oh wow. Catch him in bed with a Sakamura. Well, so, no, Prison Paul flag. would have taken this right apart. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We need one of his videos. That's all, but, that's all that could save us now. And then we go back to this interrogation framing device. Yes. And uh, Mr. Kruger is like, uh, so things were going along as you planned it. <laughs> I thought you meant Fred Kruger for a second. Nice <laughs> uh, dreams, Wesley. <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, yeah, things were going okay. Uh, and then, like, you know, Von Bargen or whatever his name yep. is, is like, uh, until they weren't. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, that's right. And then it just cuts back to the movie, and you're like, what <laughs> What the fuck? Like, what was the point of that framing device at all? Like, if, you, if you're watching this movie, and you see well, where it's go- going, like, take it out, I will, fix it, I will, re-edit it. I can tell you again. Just like you don't want to have any of the tension in the scene with the... You don't want to think Wesley Snipes could die. Yep. You don't want to have that. That's you don't true. Want, you don't want to have that like tension there either. <laughs> right, Why yeah, would you yeah. do that? That's like what a filmmaker would do. <laughs> so what, an, another classic exchange actually comes up right here. We cut to the next morning. Wesley Snipes is sleeping it off. Long night on the job. Uh, the phone's ringing. His daughter comes into the room at the same time. And the daughter's like asking him questions while he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she just goes, uh, why does mommy call you a loser? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that hurts. That hurts. And then there's this like... I don't know if it's his mother or it's the mother-in-law character. There's a woman who's not allowed to say a word in this movie. (laughs) I don't know if she didn't have a fucking union card or what. Fucking strangers. She's just like in shots in the corner sometimes. (laughs) She fucking like comes in and just takes the kid out and makes a face at Wesley Snipes. And that's where she's got to be like, "You're an asshole" or like Mm. whatever it is. But this woman like buttons up. I think it was a SAG issue. <laughs> so you can be in this movie. You fucking shut your mouth, lady. Yeah, she says, you know, oh, daddy, your mommy's calling you a loser. Doesn't ask, you know, when you came in at 8.30 a.m. today. Yeah, Where exactly. was my breakfast at 7? You know, if, if I'm Wesley Snipes and somebody calls me a loser, I'm getting on the floor and doing one-arm push-ups. <laughs> how, how can a loser do one-arm push-ups? That's true. Those, Those are, are only for winners. Or you <laughs> Jack Palance. <laughs> do a roundhouse kick. 
Oh yeah, losers could do this, Kia. Yeah, totally. The signed headshot of Sly that comes out. Hello, oh, absolutely not loser. Mm-mm, sorry, <laughs> I'm holding all aces tonight. This is where our first plot twist comes in because the guy's talking to like a police dispatch person or something, and the guy's like, uh, "Yeah, you called in for your messages or whatever." And Wesley Slimes is like, "No, I didn't." And then the guy's like, "All right, well, one of the dudes that called you at two ten a.m. was your friend Eddie." Uh-huh. And this is like post when this dude supposedly burned up in a fire. So now it's like, oh, now the game's a fort, you say. Say you got a call from beyond the grave, did you? <laughs> We're ghost hunting tonight. <laughs> but then it's just, we have to stop the movie if dead. looks like it is, it isn't. And then we have to stop the movie dead because Sean Connery is golfing. The executive producer is being filmed <laughs> golfing in a scene. Because like uh, this is how I make my contacts. Oh yeah, gotta gotta uh, good get good leads on the golf course. Listen, let me tell you right now. If you make me the executive producer, this movie Rising Sun, I'm gonna be so busy working my buns off. I'm not gonna be able to golf. Not once am I gonna be able to. I'm gonna be so busy doing work as an executive producer. Fine, I'll play golf with Marco. Fine, get him in here. Yes, I will. Act. Get up, Marco. Come on, come I will, on. I will act golf. I will do that. I will not golf, but I will act golf. No, I don't need a fucking stunt double. <laughs> Drive my own fucking golf ball. Thanks anyway, Zachary. <laughs> so he's oh, you know who's doing st- stunts in this movie? Out of curiosity. Who's that? Dick Warlock, man. No, the shape is in this movie somewhere. Oh shit, that's amazing. He's probably Connery's stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. I mean, like I know that uh, the zombie movies are so so, and you know Malcolm McDowell is fine in them. If you yeah. got Sean Connery as Loomis, oh fuck, yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> He's pure evil. Eyes oh, meta. Met a 13-year-old boy, Sheriff. The fucking angriest little piss of piece of shit I ever saw. If we really, like, Connery'd it up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. something with those lines. Uh, arm wrestles Michael Myers at the end and wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll up your sleeves, Michael. Get that fucking stupid jumpsuit up. Oh, look at you, Michael, bringing a knife to a fucking <laughs> fist fight. Yeah, I wore a mask when I was a baby. <laughs> Why would a baby wear a mask? <laughs> Did we move, you know, uh, that we're, we're on Haddonfield, but we also, or Haddonfield, or Haddonfield. Field. Haddonfield, and we're, but we're on 33 Racine Street as well. Is... <laughs> uh, so at this point, we have to take an adventure to another buddy of Sean Connery's, some dude at this, like, Technical Institute or whatever the fuck this thing is. Well, this it's is slash to, a film school. I don't know what this is supposed it's to, to be. It's to satisfy my what? Tia Carrera's in this movie? Because like <laughs> that was the opening credits. Like, it's, and she's like way down there. Also, Steve Buscemi. I'm like, what? It's crazy that Steve Buscemi makes opening credits of this movie. He's he got one and a half scenes. If that, yeah, I think he's got one line, and in one scene, he's just in the background. Well, this, I think this is just filling out yet another uh, uh, Crichton staple bullshit about computers. Well, this oh, is it's technological nonsense. He's talking about like video doctoring and whatnot. And so Tia Carrera is like the video expert, and she's explaining to Sean Connery like how videos can be doctored. Like, is the idea because as it turns out, in you know, your imagination, right? They're analyzing <laughs> this tape, and it's like. Uh, you know, oh, it appears as if Eddie's head has been placed over, you know, and Sean Connery's like, sounds like a lot of voodoo to me. And he's right. 
He's 100% right. You can't do this to what they do in this scene, you cannot do today. No. It doesn't work this way because what she, she's holding on this two shot of Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery, and she just outlines Wesley Snipes' head and moves it, and then outlines Connery's head and swaps them basically. But while you're watching it, when she moves the heads, you see the background of where they're sitting. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. That's straight up magic, Merlin. That's what that is. And they're talking and stuff. Like as the heads move, it's like no, 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 no. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, it's the same with the virtual reality from Disclosure, just yeah. garbage. It's because he thought he saw the whole future coming, and he, you know, he had some ideas. But Christ on cross, man, cut it down. Well, well, also with that, what was the timeout or the time warp? What? Time, Excuse me. Timeline. Timeline. Oh, timeline oh, is right. like that's him taking that big time. All the bullshit that you never thought would ever happen, I'm going to show you. Wow. That was with Paul Walker, right? Yes. Yep. You, got, know, you, you got a really real Eddie Sacamano. And Gerard Butler. <laughs> oh, man. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, Eric. It's true. Oh, the way, wait, no. He, Eddie wasn't actually in that crash. Never mind. Oh, my God. That would be, you, just, you just blew my mind with the best Sean Connery. I know he's retired, but mm-hmm. in, in, in the next Has Fallen movie, it's... Oh my! I gotta get my grandfather going. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> but they're both doing shitty American accents. Like it's me, American Mike, and my American grandfather Craig. Hey, it's me, Craig Banning, all American. <laughs> Growing up in fucking Wisconsin or whatever the fuck. I watched Kennedy died in me arms. <laughs> yeah, that one was on me. <laughs> And then I foiled John Malkovich when he tried to take out the new president. Yeah, it's like in the line of fire, but <laughs> but not. I would fucking totally see that movie if they were like, hey, in this new Has Fallen movie, which is coming out, sure. which is basically Air Force One, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if they were like, also, special appearance by Sir Sean Connery as Banning Senior. Mm. Fuck yes. Right right to the theater. I'm getting these buns right well, to the theater. They're going that's that's so they have to do train next, right? It's gone it was like <laughs> well, tra- the, so like mole has fallen. Well, that's the weird thing is they did they did a city, Olympus has fallen, then another city, London has fallen. Yeah, right? and now we're going to the sky. Angel, Angel has fallen. Okay, so then an airplane, but like I, they're going smaller. There is a train. Train smaller than a yeah. You could do a train set. Train no, maybe a car. Yeah. Oh no! The president's locked in a bathroom. <laughs> exactly. We've got to get him out. Shitter has fallen. <laughs> Shitter has fallen. <laughs> that's like that's like a bad SNL sketch. Yeah, like if Gerard just... Butler hosted. They would write Shitter has fallen. Well, well, Sean Connery could be his father, who's a plumber. <laughs> you only call me when you need me, boy. You only call me when your when your life clogs up. Don't you have any PG tips? That's all we drink in Montana. You're not supposed to flush paper towels. <laughs> oh, goddamn sanitary napkins. <laughs> Gotta put a fucking sign up in this bathroom. Flushing all sorts of shit. I found a fucking quarter. Either someone ate that quarter <laughs> or someone it fell out of their pocket. Either way, it shouldn't be in the toilet. I didn't eat that quarter. <laughs> Jamal Wallace ate that quarter. Stand back. We got to give it the snake. I'll be snaking this toilet. 
Dude, to come out of retirement only to snake a toilet on camera. It's the, to be fair, Andrew, it's the president's yeah, toilet. It's for the so president. Yeah, exactly. That's a national security. I call it the Andaconda. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Shithouse one. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Um, well, I, this is, it's. The it's pixels right are bogus. Yeah, this is yes. a whole fucking, you know, there's five scenes of this making yeah, up we, another we, we, we 20 minutes of this. We, and we get into, like, um, Tia Carreras talking about her life. Um, Wesley Snipes is obviously easily smitten because it's a 1993 Tia Carrera. What, but then he dials back that smitten a little bit when he realizes she has, like, a fucked up hand. Yeah, oh, that's a weird Cause thing. Because she's, she's got, like, a, like a birth defect yes. and whatnot, mm-hmm. and she sort of, like, pulls her hand off the desk, and Wesley Snipes is kind of looking, like, well, all right. Like that's that's the look he gives this woman. And her backstory is like it's again Japan is so shitty because she she's not again she's not a Japanese American. She's from Japan. Uh and she's dealing with like um like basically like she, she you know she, she was treated awfully because she had, she had a, a horrible hand, but then also she's half black. That that's something we got into a little bit. Yes. Which is know. something that's like First of all, she's Hawaiian and like Filipina, so like let's let's all dial it well, down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, Crichton was like, "You're gonna use some of my stuff, <laughs> some of my stuff. Some of my resentful bullshit is gonna stay in here." God yeah, this it. is why I'd hate this character too. <laughs> it's all like, and she has like seven lines in the movie. It comes or, to nothing because she's totally inconsequential to the I mean, majority she's, of the plot. She's consequential, but she's just kind of like part of the team, but not really. Like at the end, when she goes with them, like, oh, okay, she's well, really in this movie then. Yeah, and like this is a real dip for the whole movie because it's that bullshit a lot mm-hmm. mi- mixed with this Steve Buscemi storyline. Like, who, what, th- what, why, <laughs> why would you do this? He like report- works for the L.A. Times. Yeah, he's yes. a reporter for the L.A. Times. He's named the Weasel. Uh-huh. He's yeah. in it for like two scenes, basically. Well, and one of those scenes is in, is mostly Bulldog from Frasier telling him <laughs> that's, about that's Weasel. Right? That's right. The Bulldog from Frasier calls up uh, Wesley Snipes, and he's like, "Hey, your buddy, the Weasel's back in the office." And it's something about he. Uh, Holy the- sure. <laughs> Bulldog no, says, get him out of here. No, no, I'm not showing up on shit. Not fucking falling for that again. Oh, wow, we got to recast him with... Uh, wait, uh, Harvey Keitel, do you know anyone from your last movie? I might get a guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for some James Bondage. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, guaranteed. Better movie, man. I'm sorry. I love Steve Buscemi, but get Paulie's energy in this movie, and we, we might have something. It would be one of those things where they were like, Paulie was originally written to have one line. But the director loved what he did with that delivery so much that he became the third build character. I love Holy Philip Kaufman yes. letting him go. Oh, go for it, man. Go riff, Polly. Go weasel riff. I love a good Polly Shore riff. Look, what's what's weird about this movie is Sean Connery has all like the comedy lines. He has uh, all Scotland the lines, Yard. Period. Oh no, I'm from Scotland. Backyard yeah. and yeah. all that shit. That is hilarious. It's it's that Connery shit where he has to be on top of every scene. Like he has all of the lines. He wins every well, scene. And, and that and it's a specific problem because Sean Connery has never been funny. No. I'm sorry, he's never been funny. He's not a funny, funny guy. but not like deliberately. Like he's old man funny. I was he's like amusement throughout this movie. Well, sure, but it had nothing to do with him trying to be funny. It honestly though speaks to like the persona or whatever that he can like muster because he's fucking bulldozing Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes exactly. is getting fucking rolled by this old man. <laughs> it's crazy. 
so the Steve Buscemi thing is like basically like Wesley Snipes took was on the take at some point or something. With Harvey Keitel. That's, both... that's the prequel movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty great. But then also the Bulldog posits that now uh, uh, Buscemi is on the take because he says something about like how he rolled up in like some nice car. Yeah. And he's like, you ever hear of a reporter to have a Lamborghini or like whatever it is? And I was like, oh, okay, so now we're now finally we're getting into some Steve Buscemi. No. Nope. No. Nah, that well, doesn't come no, to yeah, jack shit. He just vaguely suggests that, that like Mako paid him or something like yeah. that, and that's it. But mm. we we come to find out everyone in this is on the take, and like Sean Connery, like Wesley. There's actually a good scene where Wesley Snipes tells like uh, Sean Connery, like, "Well, you know, you did get that golf membership, yes. and it's like, how much is that worth? Oh, a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars in nineteen ninety three. And he and a captain of the police. Uh-huh. Yep. I guess that's his rank, right, John yeah. Connor? He's Captain Connor, yeah. Doesn't doesn't think that counts as a bribe. Nope. Well, he's like, I need it for work. Yeah, okay. Make a lot of contacts there on the on the links. That's exactly how he's justifying it. Yeah. Isn't he not no longer? He's like a liaison. He's not really part he of was, the police. I anymore. think he was kind of like suspended for. Harvey Keitel says for not being a team player. So I guess he's not corrupt enough. Yes, that's <laughs> I think what, that's the thing. They, they want him to go full Serpico and like <laughs> yes. Like, be okay with shooting people. It's in this amazing scene where, like, Wesley Snipes just pulls over, and the two of them get out of the car. He's, like, going to beat Sean Connery up. Oh, man, he's like, I'm fucking sick of it. I want to do it. And I'm like, oh, please let this happen. And, and this like- is, it's after, like, his ex-wife, Tamara Tooney, like, on on the speakerphone is like, by the way, I'm going to take custody of this child because you're never around. So it's, like, this huge blowout or whatever. There's a line in this scene that where Wesley Snipes, I don't know what he's responding to. It's something Connery says, and he goes, I guess that makes everything all white now, doesn't it? Yeah. I was like, ooh, funny. Well, there's like there's some stuff going on where like um basically like, oh yeah, the, the, the LA Times is writing stuff about the LAPD because they're like Japan bashing or whatever. Uh. And that's like accurate. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And like uh they also like there's this thing like where uh Wesley Snipes is like, oh, yeah, they're saying we're Japan bashing. I don't even know what that means. And then Sean Connor's like, yeah, next they'll call you racist. Uh, so it's revealed that Eddie is still alive. Oh, uh, right. A little plot twist here. And as it turns out, uh, his buddy, the the chief of security, Tanaka, <laughs> was in that car and fucking took that spill. There's some weird thing where, like, he owed him money or something. and like, well, Wasn't he just saying something about, like, he was, like, he was that fucking loyal yes <laughs> to this to this to mako because yeah. by the way we should mention eddie is mako's son yes, yes. so he's like this dude tanaka is like that loyal to this family that he's like yeah, yeah yeah as long as you just like leave money for my family to live on yeah you can blow me up in a car that's fine <laughs> yeah i'll drive into this fucking barricade don't worry about it i think that's some like fucking because we're trying to get all of the japanese stereotypes and we're doing some kamikaze action at this point oh, i guess you're right oh, oh yeah, shit yeah that's, not, yeah. that's yeah. something that makes sense yeah he did crash right into a battleship <laughs> i'm joking i'm just yeah Somewhere around here, the Yakuza attack once again. Well, yeah, this is so like Eddie Sakamura says, I'm alive. By the way, I have the original tape because that's the whole thing is like that becomes the new MacGuffin is we need the original tape because it's going to show us who did what to whom. 
And he's like, I have the original tape. And at this point, like, they become under siege with the Yakuza. And Harvey Keitel's in on it. And he says the worst racial slur in the movie. And <laughs> at this point, you only, you're like, oh, shit, here it comes. Wesley Snipes is going to dispatch with some Yakuza. Here it comes. Right. But then Sean Connery's like, I'll be back in a minute. And he goes down and gives, like, ro- uh, Vulcan death grips to everybody. And it's like, what? This is insane. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, we know you're, like, a mage from the start of this movie. Yes. But yeah. what the fuck? It's just what rules are we playing by? Uh, yeah, he knows magic. It's he's crazy. Just, he's he's it's like everything in this movie is Deus Ex Connery. It's he's a <laughs> god. He's a walking god in this movie. <laughs> One of the dudes that he gives the pinch to is fucking Kaitel. Yeah, and it's this weird thing where like Kaitel gets in the car and there's the, another man sitting riding shotgun well, and is like was head is dead. Well, that's what the thing, right? His head's down and his eyes are closed, and I was like, Kaitel's gonna like push this guy and yeah. like. It's going to turn out like his throat was cut or yeah. something. But then it's like Connery pops up like, surprise! <laughs> and like just rant, like gives him a little, little like, pinch. And Kaitel falls asleep too. So I guess these two cops are incapacitated. By a 60-year-old man. Yeah. Right. And then now, did I watch this part right? So the Yakuza's come in after they shoot Eddie to death. He's murdered. And no, they don't. They, no, they, 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 they This is when the samurai swords oh, come out. Oh, yes, you're right. But then what happens is, though, doesn't Snipes run out of the, the house right here and he's about to shoot the Yakuza? Yeah. And then Sean Connery shoots Wesley Snipes in the back? No. And that's why he's got the bulletproof vest on? No. No, one of them. The they're, they're, the Yakuza are driving off. Ishigara was watching the whole thing. He's yeah. the one. He's uh-huh. behind it all, except yeah. for he's not the murderer, which, of course, who gives a fuck? Well, it's um, Ray Wise with that fucking Seinfeldian mullet. Of course it is. It's not even that. There's layers within layers. But yeah. So, oh, you're right. Oh, oh right. Yes. <laughs> well, what Ray Wise was doing the choke mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, so, but we do. I don't want to go over it because like, there is a fucking samurai, samurai sword in this movie. <laughs> For right. no reason. And this movie doesn't know. It's like really pushing up against. It doesn't want to be an action movie, but it does sort of. So like, yeah, you don't even see any good shit happen. Like um, uh, Eddie Sakamura is killed by a samurai sword, but you don't. It, it happens off. That's screen. what it is. Yeah. Right. His throat is cut. Yes. I want to know where your samurai friend is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You get the samurai cop in on this. Yeah. That would be- get Robert Zadar. <laughs> oh, shit. He was still kicking around. Yeah. Uh, so then it's revealed like Tia Carrere, like Sean Connery has been like hiding with these dudes. Yeah. Going through this tape no, again. Fu- sorry. Like we wait, uh, he gets shot. This movie's so fucking confusing. He gets shot. And then we come to the end of the framing narrative because we're back. And this is finally we catch up yes. to present day. Right? And like, uh, basically Kruger is like, uh, look. You know, what's going to happen is Eddie Sakamura is dead. This case is closed. Right. And like Steve Buscemi's in the back smoking cigarettes. So he's in on it. Saying nothing. It's so weird. And he's like, this case is closed. You'll drop it. You're done. That's it. And he's like, okay, understood. And And I'll visit Dr. Van Nostrand. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he goes to the video uh, place where Connery has been hiding. And this is when we have the new tape and we see on the tape is Ray Wise. Right. He's having choke sex with the lady. But um, and then there's he leaves. But then after that, somebody else comes in and actually murders her because right. she's still alive. And it's like end your movie. Like it was Ray Wise the whole time. Movie over. That I mean, he's got the right mullet for it. It's Ray Wise. He's he's Leland Palmer at this point. He killed his daughter. Yes, do it. And Just do it. There was Not- also like suspicion. Like, well, why did this senator suddenly change his vote? To like authorize this deal, right. and this is like the thing is they're they're blackmailing him with this death tape. 
And the best part is he's, there's a scene with Ray Wise. That the first scene with him is uh, they go to his like his house and his office, and he's getting all these faxes. He's, he's checking it like Twitter. It's kind of <laughs> great. This, this is awesome. This. Like Sean Connery like takes note of this fax number earlier in the film. Uh, but yeah, so then they're like. Uh, there's a saying that Connor uses earlier in the film, like, uh, what is it, like, shake the grass to scare the snakes or yeah. what, some, whatever the fuck kind of that thing is. So <laughs> All right, son, you put the snake in the toilet, and you, that's how you get everything going. You got to snake the toilet, you get all the hair out and everything. Do you know how to pick out the right plunger? It's very important. You have to look at the wood make. No, not every plunger's the same, you fucking dolt. This, this is There's a ret- subtle differences to plungers. This is mine, Big Bolt. <laughs> Big it was, Bolt. It was made with redwood. <laughs> They say I carved it from a bigger plunger. Speaking of all of Sean Connery's terrible lines in this movie, at one point he does say, I just want to mention it completely out of context, all's fair in love and war, and we're in the war zone. Oh, oh shit, yeah. dude, like, that's intense. Come, come on. That's so fucking intense. Is that part of the 10-minute... There's a 10-minute conversation in the car where essentially Sean Connery says a business is war 17 and a half times in different ways. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I it's think it might be there. Right? That sounds where it is. As it turns out, yeah, like the sex happens. The girl is left alive yeah. after the choking Right, so this is like the next step, but this is hilarious. So we're we got to get the snakes out. We got to scare these snakes out of hiding. So he starts faxing frames of this sex tape to Ray Wise, and it's this amazing moment where Ray Wise is getting these faxes. A bunch of them are coming through. Like he's getting fax bullied. Yeah, and he looks around. He looks at his wife in the wheelchair, and he just shoots himself in the head <laughs> in front of everybody. I love it. I didn't think that was. Good. Oh shit! There's that was a huge mistake. No one. No one is getting called into the supervisor's office. Like, so you sent 10 faxes of this dude's sex tape to his office and you bullied him into shooting himself in the head. Ah, uh, the art of war. Never underestimate your opponent. He's a senator. Is that working for anybody? It's a Sun Tzu, Machiavelli, <laughs> something I, or other. I didn't think he was going to kill himself. Look, all's fair in love and war, and I'm on the fucking battleground for this man. God, my wife's been through so much. She's over there. Oh God, what can I do? I gotta shoot myself in front of her, of course. And that will that will make everything better. Well, because she, yeah, like, <laughs> she's gonna discover the sex and murder yeah. that he committed. So she's his gonna fucking discover over. it anyway. Kill yeah. her. That's oh, my lord. Because if you're so fucking concerned about, oh, Mavis is going to see this and uh, Mavis is going to see that. Uh, is it Jay Leno now? Ah, uh, the perfect a, murder. I'm going to put a pillow over your face now. <laughs> no, you can, no, my move would be you go, oh, uh, you say something really nice to your wife. Well, I'm going to go out and get a get us a nice big steak. Go. I'll talk yeah. to you. Hey, you know what? I love you so much, and no matter what, no matter what happens, and, but, and, dude, and then you, you go were, out, and, you go and, to the and, shed, and kabloom. And you, and you know what? Don't check, don't check the savings accounts for a little bit. <laughs> just, 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 just there evade were, I them. I think if there you were can. multiple faxes coming in. It was like Marty McFly being fired. It was <laughs> like every fucking, fucking machine. For somebody who's got a fax machine in every room in the house, I think she was gonna see it. 
in a minute. Like she was about to see it. Either vanish or yes, go f- like drive to a park. Yes, put a pillow over your face <laughs> and shoot the pillow. Sure, like do a classy DC suicide. Or or, or that guy at the beginning of the net who, who that's what, what I was thinking. Who, of. who one person told him he has AIDS, so gotta kill yourself. Man, that is a jumping the gun suicide. <laughs> Seriously, Magic Johnson's like, dude, calm down. <laughs> You're a senator. You make more than me. <laughs> Give it time. Uh, yeah, so it's like now we know what the deal is. There was Imagine another... confident HIV. I know, I know, I know. You gotta gotta snipe the tree the, the tweets out, man. You gotta get <laughs> Eric's at the board again. <laughs> oh, oh my god. We need a new precog to sense all the tweets. <laughs> we uh after this hilarious suicide scene. Uh, we go back to the the tower for one last office visit Ugh. to fucking finish this off. There is a guy, and this actually fits in our Snipes giving theme because it's 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 actually this isn't really a Wesley Snipes movie except for this one thing, which is it always happens. The villain that is racist to Wesley Snipes always gets it the worst. Yes, yes. that always happens. One yep. guy goes out of his way to be a little racist to Wesley Snipes, yep. and like and rightfully so, mm-hmm. he always gets it the worst. So it's like the guy a, in Passenger Fifty Seven using the N word for no reason. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. There's this like under lackey. Uh, he's a white guy who works with uh, Mako, and like he basically like asks like Wesley Snipes to park his car at some point. He's like, yeah. "Wrong fucking century, man!" Which is like a great line. It's a great Wesley Snipes line. Wrong I, guy. Wrong fucking century. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> and um, but he he's revealed to be a weasel, and like he's just always around being a weasley little lawyer. So right, that's, and yeah. that's where we're going right now. So they go to this, you know, <clears throat> this meeting room. Mako is interrupted. Crazy Joe Davola and this other guy are interrupted again trying to make this fucking business deal happen. And Connery's like, no, no, one second. We got to watch this tape. A fucking fourth time. Have you, have you ever seen the movie Kitsch? <laughs> what do you think of if it was a 60-year-old man playing a kid? Oh, no, Casper. Don't do it, man. <laughs> Casper, she's asleep, you asshole. <laughs> is anybody buying this or what? <laughs> Looks like a mistake. All right, Larry, you can refilm the movie with actual kids. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> tried our best. Reshoots. I'm movie. not too proud to admit when I fucking failed. You got Eric Stoltz out of that movie. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, so they're like, hey, look at this tape, and the winner is Weasley White Racist Guy, to which this dude runs out of the office room. I was expecting a RoboCop boardroom, like he's going out the window. Sure. That's, yeah. that's in the book. Is it really? I'm almost positive. You've been the reading book. the book? I, well, no, I watched Chris it. Chris Cabin the... loves Michael, Michael Crichton. Crichton. So, so... No, I was more of a James Patterson man in oh. my youth, actually. Uh, but Michael Crichton, I, I think I read the Wikipedia, and I'm almost positive yeah. that's how he kills himself oh, okay. Okay. Oh, in right. the book. Oh, he commits suicide? Yeah, well, he, no like, way I think he way. runs out no, of I No Ed 209? No. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, the next movie. That's Rising uh, Sun 2. Crazy Joe Duvall is just like, well, and the business deal's complete. Here's your huge... Huge killer robot. <laughs> dude, if this whole thing was about a killer robot and not microchips, yes, that would be dude, awesome. I mean, you got a character named John Connor. Mm. Exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. Shent from the future. <laughs> uh, so this dude makes a run for it, and they're chasing after him, and then, like, 
They get stopped by a bunch of Yakuza. Here's the surprise Wesley Snipes martial arting. Two hours into the movie, we finally get what I'm paying for. Yep. Oh, man, what a real bummer. And it's brief, and no one dies. Mm-hmm. No. Well, except well, this Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no one in the martial arting. No, yeah. Like, they were just trying to delay us. Right. <laughs> Sean Connery's like, they're trying to stop the credits from coming. Because <laughs> it comes to nothing. And yeah, no. he literally says they're yeah. just trying to slow us so down. So then they get to where, you know, the site of the new murder, which is just they threw this guy into this wet cement. The Yakuza assassinates this dude. In his vat of cement, and he's like gonna drown in there, and then like Wesley Snipes is like, well, we gotta go like get him out of there, and and Sean Connery says no. He's like, no, he's finished. He says he's finished, his head is sticking out. What are you talking? No, no, it'll dry fast, don't worry. By by the time they get here, it's all over. Are you fucking kidding me? Connery, (laughs) listen, Connery kind of has a point with all this. No, he does not. He's a cop, he should be fucking trying to preserve life. Well, first of all, clearly he's a bad cop. But second of all, this dude is sinking like a stone. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of awesome because he's like, not only, you know, are we not going to get this dude in time, he's like, well, they're also not going to dig up that foundation. (laughs) And then he says something about, like, everybody just wants this behind them. So this dude... He doesn't want to fuck with the Yakuza. It's like the end of Snake Eyes. Like, this dude is just in the fucking concrete of this building. But, like, you don't even see him fall. And I'm like, come on, Philip Kaufman, give me something. Yeah, I need to see the. the, I need to see this guy get pushed. Get a stuntman going. Well, that's the one thing they definitely should... You should see, like, some... Like, they should have made it clear that they cut his throat before the... Because if you just throw somebody into wet cement... It's not guaranteed he's going to die. That wasn't like a crazy fall. No. No, that's he, actually he, a good point, Kevin. Like, this dude could kind of try to swim. Like, he's not flailing around. Yeah. That dude is, like, eyes open, just sinking. I think there's a secret, like, uh, sword through the spine or something. Yeah, it's, it's him and Lips mm. Manless in there. <laughs> Big boy, not the bear. Big boy, not the bear. Oh, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, you get this blood-curdling scream off screen. Uh-huh. And this dude sings, and Sean Connery sort of shoulder shrugs about it. <laughs> and that's that's it. That's, like, the end of this case. Like, this dude is just dead. Connery's like, well, better hit the links. He, Got a golf practice. He goes... He uh, Connery gets in a car with Mako, and... Uh, Wesley Snipes drives Tia Carrere home. On the ride, you find out, whoops, he's been, uh, Sean Connery's been having sex with Tia Carrere the whole time, which is like, whatever. Yeah. It's, and um, the fun, this is when, A, as, because like, Wesley, Wesley Snipes is not taking, not, he's not, he's, he's really trying hard to make it with Tia Carrere, even to the point where she leaves the car and he's trying to touch her hair. Uh, yeah. Top 10 creep move, man. Like a it's, top 10. The whole thing is creepy because as he's putting together, like, oh, when I picked up Sean Connery at the beginning of this adventure, I saw a hand slowly close the door. Yeah. You talked about your, like, gaijin that you were sleeping with in Japan. Yeah. Oh, and he's, like, putting it together, and then it's like, well, how about some fucking? <laughs> yeah. It's and like, she's come on. like, no, nah, I just remember because I told you I fucking live with this guy. And he even says something about, like, oh, no, well, he's golfing right now. Like, that's going to take a while. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but no. I'm, I'm fucking Viagra's man of the year, man. <laughs> but then, dudes, did you notice the end of this movie is she leaves the door ajar. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You don't know what the Well, the end of this movie has so many, like, open threads because it's interesting question mark not at all because it's like no she leaves the door ajar do they have sex she also opens the door for like well you know 
it probably actually wasn't even that Weasley lawyer. They just wanted to like wrap this up easily and like fool oh, you. Is there kind of a oh, sequel wow. set up there? No, really, it's just like oh, what you saw didn't even happen. You know so why I, the fuck did you I'll, show? All up? this movie was bullshit. That's you, exactly what. Here, I'll tell you who strangled and had sex and murdered that young lady. It was you, the viewer. <laughs> Right, oh, it's a oh, Hanukkah movie. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. what a what a twist. Oh no, man. or it was Bob. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe. Bob. Right, they were just pinning it on Leland Palmer. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Oh yeah, possessed by a demon he was. And then uh, Sean Connery punched Bob out. <laughs> and Bob the ball was flying around. Anyway, totally. Did anybody notice that this movie? I mean, everyone had to. Sean Connery's out of. The, he's not in the last scene, but I'm sure, like at some point, he's in the editing bay. He's like, hold on. <laughs> I don't have the last fucking word in my own rising shun. Yeah. So they fixed that. And the, the last line is just, it's it's an ADR of Sean Connery. <laughs> That's good, Kohai. Yeah. Goodbye, America. <laughs> have fun fucking my girlfriend while I'm golfing, as all exec you, producers get to do. Did you get rid of my sex scene with Tia Carrera. Oh, God, oh, man. <laughs> you bastard. We filmed it for five days. <laughs> I'm calling Philip. That's it. I'm going to call him and he's going to hear it. Hi. Someone else dipped nipples in sake. Uh, Sean, um, everyone in the audience, uh, the two test audiences, everyone threw up. Every <laughs> is 71 people between two test audiences and literally... Everyone threw up. After the second test audience <laughs> vomiting session, the theater kindly asked us if we were planning a third oh. one to use a different theater. Oh. Okay, then we can we can bring it down to nine thrusts. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> nine thrusts. Sean Connery stars in nine thrusts. It's like nine songs, man. It's all <laughs> unsimulated. Nine and a half thrusts. Oh fuck, man. Uh that's it. Would anybody recommend this movie? I would not, and I also want to posit something else for Snipes Month, uh, for Snipes Giving Month. I apologize. Yeah, uh, I would not recommend this. It's, too, it's it's long. It's too boring. There's no good action. There's not enough good Snipes, and I would give this a two out of ten on the Snipes meter. I mean, this is the, this is a good thing for this okay. month. It's a Snipes yeah. meter. It's Snipes good call. or sure. or. What dish on the table in Thanksgiving would this? Oh, that's be? yes. That, that, okay. Oh, so much Ooh, better. So great. Okay. So much better. Now I got to think about this. Uh, this would be the. This isn't. This is like the dinner rolls, but the ones that somebody else bought. Like not even the ones that your mom in, made. In the bag. Yeah, yeah exactly. Somebody's mm. tearing up fucking like. It's not even having the common courtesy to buy the Pillsbury yes. fucking crescent rolls. This is store bought. Stale shit. Yeah, I think we got it. I think that would be it. Yeah, that yeah. maybe a bagged iceberg lettuce salad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's also there. It's not. No, it's just the head. It's not even <laughs> cut up yet. It's like he's bringing bringing you work to do. Well, because it's deceptive, right? Like he's on the poster. It's like Connery Snipes. Yes. To that end, I think it's like your aunt's stale ass stuffing. On the outside, you're like, it's fucking stuffing. Look at it. And yeah. then you're eating it, and you're like, this is disappointing. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is a huge year. This this year is Demolition Man, which came out this year. Oh, right. This is 93. This is this Boiling Point, which also may be a stay tuned for What the fuck is Boiling Point? That's him with Dennis Hopper. Oh, really? Good evil gracious. Den evil Dennis Hopper. It. It is, it's something else. <laughs> um, and uh, Sugar Hill. Oh um, really? Yeah. So that's this is a pretty big. I mean, and this is after White Men Can't Jump. That was last. This, this, yeah. is, this mm -hmm. is like 
we need to get this guy in movies. This guy is a fucking star. What <laughs> year was uh, Jungle Fever? That was 91. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, he's like... He's, he's on fire right. He's yeah. on fire right now. Whereas yeah. Connery, this is post medicine, man. <laughs> oh man, I found the fucking cure for cancer, <laughs> and I don't remember what I fucking put it. <laughs> One of the funniest. Oh it's my so god, silly. what a professional flub for that doctor. It's a good movie about Alzheimer's. It's <laughs> pre rock, which is that's where he kind yeah. of bounces back. Yeah. Yeah. Brief so, bounce back. Mm. So, by the way, I would not recommend this movie. Boring, no. convoluted. It's a mess. And Ray. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Will it sound shitty if I say that I'm going to recommend this movie? <laughs> no. no. If only because, I mean, one, it's Wesley Snipes, so it's kind of hard not to, even though he's barely in it. But also, this is like a grade A perfect hangover movie mm. because it doesn't make any sense anyway. So there's nothing <laughs> to follow when you feel like garbage. That's true. So you just kind of wake up, you're like, oh, yeah, there's Wesley Snipes, and Sean Connery said something mildly offensive, and then you kind of like fall back asleep. It's pretty quiet, too. You can you can definitely have that on. The, the shades are drawn. I mean, TNT will fucking stretch this shit out to three and a half hours. <laughs> I will argue against that because there's no, like, other than don't you fuck with me <laughs> other than that other than that there are no it. peaks to look forward to in this yeah. there's no like uh, with most hangover movies there's like little scenes that you're like oh that's gonna you know, be good yeah. that's we, gonna be we fun we didn't mention it but there's a great scene where where uh sean connery's having uh tea with mako yeah and it's like duck soup it's like they're both doing the exact same movement. <laughs> That's right. It's so fucking dumb. It's just like, look how good at being Japanese I am. Like, it's like I'm one of them. I... Dude, at least it's not like whatever that Bond flick is where he is Japanified at the end of it. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure that was like, I'm the executive producer. No, call up those people. I want that effect. <laughs> I think it's You Only Live Twice. Mm -hmm. uh, John Rain at Smirched, uh, maybe correct me on that. But it's the end of the movie. It's like, how is Bond going to hide from all these dudes? Let's just make him Japanese. And he gets like surgery or... Oh lord, it's stupid. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's that's where I stand on this. It's it's a light recommend due to Hangover movie. But Cabin, you say otherwise. I say nope. Leave it. <laughs> Do not watch this. It's two hours of nothing. Um, yeah, don't uh, avoid this at all costs. One hundred and twenty nine minutes of nothing. Uh, that's Rising Sun from ninety three, directed by Philip Kaufman, the first of our Snipes Giving selections. Uh, if you want more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at HeadGum. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, of course. We are at whmpodcast, right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Catch us at the Bell House in Brooklyn, November the 18th, Talking Blade Trinity, part of our Snipes Giving celebration, Bell House, uh, thebellhouseny.com for those tickets. Uh, next week, Snipes Giving continues with, uh, what is it? It's another uh, Wesley Snipes um, uh, squaring off with an older white actor it's the fan oh fuck and the yep. shit will hit it my friend <laughs> oh absolutely so until next week i'm andrew jupin chris cabin steven sadak eric siska take it easy that was a headgum podcast <laughs>